0: Welcome to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. Discovering in Christ to love the life we live and learning how to live a life of love. Well, welcome back. We are talking to Patrick and Christy Ingram, and we're going to dive right into Patrick's story. We had listened to where Christy was, and they had now been separated. Patrick had been served his divorce papers, but something had happened, something changed in your heart, in your mind, in your perspective, if I'm not mistaken,
1: in what I remember from your story. So, yeah, I had been served the divorce papers. Um, It's funny how, you know, how that happens. These guys that have to serve the papers, until you serve the papers, things aren't official. So I guess people do hide from those when they know they're coming and they don't want it to happen. This guy that served the papers for me, uh, I, the business I was working at, I had gone out back of the building, take the trash out or something. I, I, lo and behold, he walks up behind this building in the alley and says, are you Patrick Ingram? <laughs> Thinking what this guy's walking up behind, behind this building. And asking you know, I said, yes, I am. And he handed me the papers and I realized, okay, so that, you know, the journey started the first, when I came home and God told me that about, you know, you're right where uh, you're supposed to be.
2: I think it's important to add that um, the reason he was taking out the trash is because wow. around the same time that I left, he his job, uh, his yeah. boss had approached him, and I'll let you tell about that about what happened with your job. You got demoted. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, the like I say, you know, um, uh, so much. that wasn't just that I lost my family. Which was the most important thing to me, but everything. I was I was basically demoted in my job.
2: Your car broke down. We didn't have a vehicle. <laughs> Anything that
1: I had of value was stripped from me. Uh, but the, of course, at the time, the only thing that mattered to me was you know God. You know, I want my family restored. But yeah, I was taking the trash out. Uh, and the guy approached me, serving the papers, and we we exchanged words a little bit, and I came back into the building. And I went into the kitchen of the store I was in, that I was working in, and I knocked off a tall stack of solo cups. It was scattered everywhere on the floor, just scattered. And um, I looked down at the floor and I heard God say, no way, I, I went back, to, I went to the floor to pick them up. And uh, I heard God say, as I was picking them up, he said, this is your life right now. And as I was putting them back on the stack back on the back, I said, "But this is what your life is going to be. I'm going to put it back together." And so um, I thought, "Wow, you yeah, know, thank you, God." You yeah, know, it was, it was just a little bit of hope, <laughs> you know, not much. I took faith to, to to grab a hold of it and walk, move forward with that. But I knew that I was where I was supposed to be. Right. Uh, and so you know, being demoted, and uh, uh, I say demoted, pretty much, you know, I was. It was, it was a, I don't remember now if I was demoted or what actually happened, but I, but I was working out of
2: outside sales and put you as a retail. I came off the
1: streets and was in, was in the store working. Mm -hmm. But so during that time, long story short, we've gone forever, but God, I just set my space like Flint to seek the Lord. And I knew, you know, it's, you had two options, seek God, uh, uh, receive His grace and mercy, and move forward with the promises of God, or just go live in the world and just you know just forget it, right? Just do whatever feels good and whatever you know just move forward. Of course, nothing felt good, but but anyway. So as I set my face to splint to seek the Lord, I all of a sudden I had a lot more time on my hands. You know, right. I was by myself. God took me to Daniel and had me study the story of King Nebuchadnezzar. Mm. And I was reading about Nebuchadnezzar and how he was driven into the field to eat with the beast of the field. And as I'm reading this story, I heard God say, this is who you are right now. You're going to eat with the animals. You, this is this is where you're going. But, you know, that story from beginning to end, if you know the full story, mm-hmm. he had a dream. Mm-hmm.
2: Seven years in the field. Yes, yeah, so it was seven
1: years in the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then each part of that story was so God was showing me this is your life mm-hmm. and and this is where you are and and he was driven in the field for seven years to take with the beast of the land and I remember thinking God seven years are you serious <laughs> <laughs> and I'm starting to see God with the gavel and you know right right you know, and then that's not God you know? no we know that um, but as we later learned it was only seven months but when De- when when Nebuchadnezzar was uh, had returned he was restored and his kingdom was restored Mm
2: -hmm. the scripture and hold the is that what you're going to go
1: to yes the
2: the latter house will be greater than the former house house, and I will grant peace in your house yes
1: God God placed that on my heart in Haggai and and really just wrote that on my heart and said your future basically is going to be so much greater than now and yesterday just be steadfast and seek Mm -hmm. me seek me Mm -hmm. for today don't think about tomorrow think about today Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I joined or I, I, I began to reach out to other men that mm-hmm. I was had some relationships with. Some were new relationships. Some were relationships from the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank God I had a spiritual dad and, and uh, Doyle Duran and his wife, Darlene. Uh, they joined arms with me during the journey and they were mom and dad to me. My mom was very critical in standing and believing with uh, uh, me for our marriage and restoration as well. Pastor Doyle just walked with me mm. and uh
2: came to court with you
1: yeah mm-hmm. uh, not every day I mean he right. wasn't my crutch but he definitely was a voice that God used to speak yes. truth to me and love yes. those voices that we keep talking about he was I knew that he had been down a road he traveled those roads I knew that he was he was rock solid but God you know gave me enough of Pastor Doyle to you know kind of keep me on the path but also, left me with not enough to where I had to search Mm -hmm. and I had to seek God for myself as well. But, you know, we began four or five, six guys stood together with me and we prayed and we fasted. We would call a fast for three days, five days, seven days. They would, they, they, they were, they loved me enough. They would stand with me and -hmm. and fast with me. We pray when we had opportunity for restoration. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end, it seemed like almost at the end of every fast we did, we did several at that time, uh, this will date me a little bit. I had a pager mm-hmm. and uh, pager and a uh, cell phone, but my pager would go off mm-hmm. and it'd be Christy. Mm-hmm.
2: And I would say, and I, I would call. He would call me and say, "Hey, what's up?" And he'd be real excited because he never hears from me. And I'd say, "Stop!" And he'd like, "Stop what?" And I'm like, "Stop praying." And he goes, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I went to bed fine last night and I woke up upset and wanting to come home. Stop. I know what you're doing. (laughs) And it was like, I, I remember looking in the mirror. I remember I went on, I think I went on a date with the guy that I was dating and I was like, I'm happy. My new life. I'm starting over. Went to bed, woke up just feeling heavy and uncomfortable and like, oh, what am I doing here? I want to go home. Oh, I miss Patrick. Oh, I miss his laugh. Oh, what am I thinking? And I went in the bathroom and I looked in the mirror. And I was like, I've been raised in church, but I've never seen prayer work like this. He is praying. And so then I would, you know, page him and go, would you please stop? And he (laughs) would laugh and say, we just finished a fast, you know, this week. And I was like, wow, this stuff really works. I've been taught this my whole life, but, you know, I've never exercised it where I actually saw God. And I'm like, "It is working. And and I'd say, well, stop, you know, and then he would just laugh. But um, he... He later commented that every time that would happen, he'd get so excited that he would yeah. start focusing on me. Yeah. And then he would start losing ground again.
0: Right. And yeah. God
2: would say, uh-uh, right yeah, here, you're yeah. looking at the water. Seek
0: first the kingdom, you're right? You're looking
2: at me. Yes, yeah, like you know, Peter walking I, I, on the water. I remember you used that analogy. Yes. He said, every time I looked at the water, I would yeah. seek. And he would say, keep your
1: eyes, keep your eyes, on, eyes on me. Keep Don't yeah. seek her." But when I saw, you know, the response I wanted to see out of Christie. Uh, sometimes I would forget. God's just working on her heart, and He's not forcing her to do anything. He's just working on her heart. The, the Holy Spirit is doing what He does, mm-hmm. right? But I would, I would see that and go, okay, this is what I want, and I would start pursuing her. And when I pursued her, it would push Freak her. Freak
2: me out, yeah. I'm like, get and away so from
1: me. I finally got to, finally got to a point where where I understood that God said to me, you know, I was professing His Word every day, and, and and the power of agreement, and my my dear friends and uh, mentors. And believing God for restoration, and, and knowing He's got a God of restoration, but I knew that somebody at our church at the time had had come to me and said, "Patrick, this divorce is a part of life. True, it is." But he said, "Christy has her own will, and God's not forceful for will on you." I had Christians coming to me that we'd gone to church with for years saying, "You need to just move on.
0: Gotta mm-hmm. bring just, you a new just wife. Move
1: on. It's just part I'll of life. Bring you
2: a whole new wife." Yeah. And there was something
1: in me that wasn't okay with that, and 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 I said, "You know what?" I would get the kids coming and going. Uh, I wouldn't see Christy in the early stages, but when they saw me, they'd be so excited. But you could tell something was missing. They were upset because they wanted mom. Right. When they left, literally, they would pull away from me. And uh, as they're driving down the road, I would see them in the back of the car they were in, looking at me, sometimes with their arms outstretched, saying, Daddy, please don't go. Oh, wow. I mean, it was just... Wow. You know, mm-hmm. so... You know, from my perspective at that time, I'm thinking I'm going to battle for our marriage, not just because it's technically right, but because those kids mm. deserve to have their parents together. Right. And so uh, it's worth it. You know, yes. the choices we make affect our kids in mm-hmm. such a dramatic way. Yeah. That is caring. I
2: know as far as um, when people would give him that advice and he, you're going to run into people everywhere that think they know. And a lot of them are because they've been through divorces and. And they feel like, well, it worked out for me, so God will work it out for you. But Patrick was like, you know, if he'll send, bring me a new wife, then why can't I believe him to bring my my wife back, you know, and restore my, <laughs> my family? And so um, I know for us, it was God working in that and, and working in me. But at the same time, um, God was restoring me to my family yes. because when I moved out and left Patrick, Within a week from the time I moved out, my dad got his death sentence. And they said, you've got six months. And they said, you need to go full disability and you can't work. So I became my dad's caregiver and my mom could continue to work and me and the kids stayed out there and I took care of my dad the whole time he was dying. Mm. And I I got to sit with him and talk with him. And he even said, you know, whatever you decide to do, if you go back with Patrick, whatever you decide to do, you have my blessing. And so I got to be restored to my dad. So my dad, so God was working because he knew everyone needed to be restored. And so um, when the person told Patrick that, Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, you being brought to your knees, he said he went to God, and God said, uh, or the, the part about her having her own will. Tell yeah, the part yeah. about
1: that. Um, I remember in the church parking lot that day thinking, God, that's so true. She does have her own will, and you're not a God. You let us choose. That's what true mm-hmm. love is. You let us choose if we want to follow you or not. Yeah. I remember thinking, oh my God, I remember fear gripping my heart, thinking, she's not this, her family is not for this, and she's not for this right now, so I remember losing a little bit of hope and I remember God saying, hold on, you're right. I will not force my will on her. I will not make her do anything. However, I do know how to allow her circumstances, to put her in a situation to bring her to her knees where she has to choose. God, I choose you or God, I choose me and what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, wow, it's so true. God, I mean, that's why I'm where I am today. Wow. Because mm-hmm. God put me in the same situation. Yes. You know,
2: and and really what happened was it came down to my dad passing Mm. Um, and my dad died. Um, I was there with him when he died. And um, just that moment, uh, if you've never experienced being with someone that, you know, enters into the kingdom and being in their presence, it's like the Holy Spirit enters the room and Mm. just dwells there and it it lingers for a couple of weeks. And so um, when my dad passed and I was there, my mom, she never again slept in her bed. She's To this day, she still sleeps on the couch. She wouldn't sleep in her bed. But I started sleeping in their bed that night because God's presence was so strong in that room, I wanted wow. to be near him. And so uh, the rest of the time I was there, I slept in that room, and it began a journey of God just really speaking to me. And it was like he was seeking me when I wasn't seeking him. Right. Um, and I was just hearing so much and I was almost like, if you've ever experienced a death of a close family member, it's almost like you're in the twilight zone and like, uh-huh. I feel like everything in the world should be on hold. Um, and you're living more in a spiritual realm and your senses are so heightened because the reality of life and death is yes. so real that you see perspective. Mm. And it put me in a place of perspective where I saw everything differently. Yes. And I realized that family was so important. And I was like, what am I doing? You know, when I'm on my deathbed, I want, I want my kids to be able to call their dad in and to be able to comfort them if I'm dying first or if he dies first. Because, you know, my mom came in when I was there with my dad. She came in and we shared that moment together when my dad passed. And it was like, what happened to my kids? You know, what about birthday parties? They can't have both their mom and dad there. And all these things started coming to my mind. And it was really my dad's life that was a life preserver for me because it really is what shook me to the core and brought me to my knees and was a life preserver for me to really go, you know what? I don't care about me anymore. What does God want me to do? And that's when I said, Lord, I will be obedient to you. Even if it means going back to someone I don't love anymore, Mm -hmm. that I don't care anything for anymore, that I have no feelings or emotion for, but I'll be obedient to you if that's what you're asking me to do. Yes.
0: Wow. So God is, you know, and I'm just listening to and it's just amazing story. Just thinking how God gives you a picture and that's what hope is. Hope, the picture, a picture generates hope and faith. And like Abraham, stars in the sky, sand. God gave you pictures right from the beginning to cling to, even when times are getting tough, that you could cling to those. And uh, and God works like that all the time. He'll give yeah. you a picture and you'll say, now believe me. I mean, the fasting and all that was great. But the truth is, is that it's not really what we do except believe. Mm-hmm. Believe in his promise. He promised you something. You believed and held on to those promises And those promises will be fulfilled. Like Abraham, he had to believe and hold on. And the Bible says, and Abraham was accredited faith through believing in God. It wasn't his works, but it was his belief. And in the same way, you know, where God told you and listening to the Spirit to fast and to do those things where somebody else listening to the thing, God might have a different way of seeking or doing and stuff. And so it's not the method, it's the belief in him. And that's exciting to hear that God is We're going to carry on with that journey.
2: Yeah. I'll, and I'll say this just one thing that I recently was sharing with someone. Mm-hmm. At the moment that Patrick said was probably the worst moment mm-hmm. for him yes. was at my dad's funeral. And he said, I stood in the back
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I, I couldn't sit with the family. I was in the back and I saw you and your family come in and sit down. And this guy that I had been dating, when my dad passed, I said, I'm sorry. I need you to leave me alone, please. I'm, mm-hmm. there. I'm going through some things right so at now. At this time, and we were talking so Yeah. Patrick and I had I started that. swapping the kids. I said, I'm good. We're going to be friends. And they were like, no, 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 no. You don't need to talk to Patrick. I'm like, no, we're good. We're going to be mm-hmm. friends. So he and I had kind of started communicating again, uh, just on a friendship level. And this guy, he was there at the funeral. And my brother said, hey, stick tight to Christy. Go stay with her. You know, she's grieving. I don't want her by herself. I was like, no, it's okay. I'm good. He's like, no, he's going to go with you. He's going to ride with you. So he kind of pushed this guy with me. And I'm like, I really wanted my space and time with the Lord. So this guy's sitting beside me at the funeral. And he's trying Mm -hmm. to put his arm on me, you know, and pat me on the back. And I'm kind of leaning forward, like, please don't touch me. I'm trying to have my moment with the Lord here. And so Patrick's in the back and what he sees is another man with his arm around his wife at his father-in-law's funeral. He can't be with the family. And he feels like this is the worst. It can't get any worse. And I said, when he told me that I said, you know what? I can look back at the journey and go, The turning point for me was my dad's funeral (laughs) because I was sitting in my seat and communicating with the Lord. And that is when I said, God, I will obey you no matter what.
0: At the lowest point. And for
2: him, what appeared with his own eyes, what appeared to be the worst was really the point that he was at the finish line. And if he would have given up at that moment, what would have happened? Mm. But because he, you know, we can't see mm. what's in front of us, and just when we think it's the worst, we don't realize God is right in
1: Promised the middle. Promised land of the is over the hill. Yes. The 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 key I think is so important to mention here is, like you said, believing and holding on to what God God says His word is true is so critical. But I think the key that unlocks mm-hmm. uh, miracles, the miraculous, is not just believing, but trusting. Mm -hmm. It's trusting God when it doesn't make sense. It's trusting God. And with us, I really believe what really was, you know, just that, that what was a X factor for us. I got to a point where I said, God, no matter what, it's going to hurt so bad. If Christy does not come back, our marriage is not restored. But if that doesn't happen, I'm believing you based on your word. It's going to happen. I believe in my faith is going to happen. Mm -hmm. However, if for some reason I'm missing something or something, I trust you, no mm-hmm. matter what. Mm-hmm. And when I got to that point, it was a whole new level.
0: Uh, the Titanic has sunk, but <laughs> it's hit the bottom. <laughs> but this is where the resurrection, on the, darkest, on the darkest point of when the disciples thought that everything mm-hmm. was over, mm-hmm. that was when victory was taking place. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. For more information on other available teaching, please visit our website at orenrudolph.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash orenrudolph.